but at the same time, the whole reason we're here today is for audio content. <laughs> and you're getting the audio wrong. That's the cold open right there. <laughs> you're welcome. You're a pain. Welcome to Just 10 Things, the podcast about being just a little bit better. I'm Efwa. And I'm Katie. This series, we'll be looking at the 10 attributes of the perfect woman. Hi everyone. Last week, we spoke to Tommy about being laid back and he told us to go to the beach because everything feels better at the beach. You have to bear with us because there was a lot of wind being at the seaside, so there's a little bit of wind on the audio, but this is how it went. Southeastern service to Flexton Central. The next station will be Ashford International. I mean, that sounds unconvincing. I don't feel stressed. I don't know what relaxed feels like anymore. Ashford International. It's bleak, isn't it? What's your biggest background concern? My biggest background concern? Everything I've got to do, always. There's always like a list of things to do. Mm. And so I always just feel guilty for not doing those things. <coughs> do you feel relaxed? Yeah, I do. Again though, it wasn't the most convincing. <laughs> it's because I, I also have, you know, you have background concerns. like to know that I could be at a station within 20 to 25 minutes. If, if I had all those things, I think I'd happily live in like a little countryside. All the makings of a hermit. Yeah, probably. It'd be nice, like living somewhere like this. And then you've got like, I don't know why, but in my head like an arga. Like you need to have an arga. Argas are a pain. Yeah. They're so inefficient. Household, they? they just, yeah, and they they cook at like one temperature. Why are they such a big deal? Why does everybody love them? I don't know. They look great. Because I feel like they they are some kind of weird status symbol. They do look great, but. Should we just see if we can follow signs? I feel like that's the most chill thing to do. Yeah, let's do it. Google Maps, it doesn't work out. We have. Follow the hedgehog through the town. Yeah. Follow the kestrel to the downs. So <laughs> let's follow the hedgehog. <laughs> I love you, folks, turn. Jackie, yesterday, not yesterday, the other week, she she outburst. Katie's a jerk! <laughs> and it made me laugh so much, that's why I brought on my bench. Katie's a jerk. I like it. What would you have on your bench? I don't know. I'd want it to be something poignant. But, uh. She thought much. <laughs> Full of thoughts. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have a think on that. I'll come up with a perfect one, and then you can buy me a bench. You're not dead yet. Well, I think... You can't have a bench while you're still alive. I think there should be some kind of, like, living bench situation. <laughs> because you can't, like... You can't really enjoy them. So would you just have, like, <laughs> <laughs> your name, the date you were born, and then, like, a little dash, and then space, and then, like, yeah. whatever it said. Yeah. I'll just come and fill it in with a Sharpie <laughs> yeah. once you're gone. Yeah, I think that would be, that'd be nice, because you want to see people enjoying your bench, don't you? <laughs> you're ridiculous. This is nice. Do you know what? There's something really relaxing about there not being really any other people around. Yeah. Like, I would never just sit with my, like, laying out like this in <laughs> London. No, I'm gonna... Why? Because someone's gonna come and steal things from you. Like I don't understand this town. There must be a little bit of tourism. Oh, it's nice chocolate. Well, we're here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Balling tourists. Closed Monday to Thursday this week. It's nice, in some ways, to know that places like this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you're right. You can imagine, like, uh, I don't know why anyone hasn't done it, like a young adult story set in Folkestone. Like, I don't know why anyone <laughs> hasn't done it. But like, it's one of the, it's one of those places. It's so weird. So weird that has like a little bit of like faded glory you should write it do you know what i'd live in Folkestone. would you yeah it's like nice and calm and you get annoyed when sainsbury's shuts at four <laughs> on sunday yeah but like i think it's because you live in london like when you live in London, you expect certain things. You're just like, oh, this is annoying. But like in Folkestone, you'd be like, of course, of course, it's Folkestone. Oh no, I'm so hungry, and I'm just like, no, this is all about being laid back. So don't go up and ask passive aggressively if you have to go up to order. But also, I'm so hungry. This is such a real, it's a real test for. Well, I've already done the like looking like excessively over my shoulder thing. Oh gosh. <laughs> so that I feel like was a test. <laughs> I, like, I'm almost willing to believe that Tommy set up <laughs> this smokehouse experience for me to test my limits. Yeah, to test how laid back you could be on your day Because out. I did crack at oh. the end. Because the first thing that happened was like the whole attitude about us sitting down before she'd wiped the table and then putting the serviette over the menu that I was reading. <laughs> and then when you moved your serviette, she basically asked you to put it back where it was so she could put the knife down. <laughs> yeah. Because then we didn't get a fork for 30 minutes. We didn't get our order taken in ages. Yeah. In ages. <laughs> what time is it now? It's like 5.30. <laughs> I it's know. It's the next day. Oh man. And so when it came to leaving, I asked for the bill and then passive aggressively donned my scarf. <laughs> the scarf wasn't enough. Yeah. So I put my coat on. <laughs> and then so much. I decided I would play at the bar. I'm sorry. I let everyone down. I was unable to remain laid back. Anxieties, you want to speak out over the waves? Well, my mole one. Okay. I hate my mole on my little finger. Is that an anxiety? <laughs> no, it's not really. A, um, I was going to write some down as I went this week. Yeah. And I totally forgot. 
because I think it was an anxiety-free week. It wasn't, but I think it's just that thing of like sometimes you just need to not think of them, mm. like think on them too much. Um, I did have a moment where I went to my parents' house and their sink in the bathroom is like a lot bigger than the sink in our house. Yeah. And I was like, sinks are getting smaller. And it really bothered me for some reason. Wow. I was just like, why are sinks getting smaller? What is happening? Um, yeah. Anxieties. I want to speak out over the waves. So let's warm up with the biggers, shall we? Go on. Okay, I'm anxious that I don't know where my life is going. Oh, wow. As one. in, like, I really enjoy my life right now, but you know, it's never going to cover me for forever. Yeah. Um, I am um, anxious about trying to decide whether to move to Canada or not, because I really like life right now. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't want to. I don't want to do it to run away from something. But also, why would I change this right now? Because I really like this right now. Yeah. And you tend to make those kinds of changes when you're unhappy. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely easier for me to think of doing it when I was unhappy. Is it still something that you're like, ah, oh, this, this is... It's definitely still something I think about, but I think then the older I get, the more I'm just like, oh, but if I do that, then it's like putting off potentially finding like a relationship and etc. etc. Although, you know what, I'm like, I'm... Because I've never like lived away or like done anything like that or, or you know, sort of started brand new other than university and I don't even think I did I didn't do it at university particularly well so there is part of me which thinks myself, I would quite like to do that I was sudden, like I, the other day I was just like you know what I could like do a PhD I could go abroad and do a PhD yeah. like why not oh, I think study I, is a really good reason to go yeah gosh I, like, I don't like what that kid was doing that made me anxious <laughs> um because studying is like a contained amount of time yeah. in which to do it and it's like this isn't forever if it doesn't go right then it's okay like it, and it will score something whereas if you just go somewhere for an indefinite amount of time I don't know so I think about that like quite a lot especially because I've missed the visas again this year yeah. and I'm just kind of like well am I really that dedicated to it but then I've just started a new career so to have some years under my belt in London. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I've seen like a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a few people who, quite a few of my friends who like went abroad and now sort of like coming home. Yeah. Or people who were here from abroad are going back. Are going back and it seems to be like the time of, like it seems to be a weird time. You've got the returners. The returner, yeah, to go. But part of me does think I would like to. Some point. Where would you go? I think I'd want to go somewhere in the States actually. You should go to like California and then I'll go to Vancouver and so we'll be near each other still. California and Vancouver that near each other? gosh yeah I just try not to think about that one yeah. I've just pretty much resigned myself to the fact that I'll never be able to buy anything <laughs> unless I marry wealth mm. and I'm not that bothered about doing that so or get married like I feel like as in that's another anxiety or that's how you'd afford a house yeah like I feel like if I married someone who earned about the same as me like we could, we, I mean we wouldn't live in luxury <laughs> But we'd get a house with a door and stuff. <laughs> Would it have windows and everything? <laughs> Depends on where we bought. Single glazing. <laughs> Single glazing. Like, one of those houses where you back onto a railway station and, like, <laughs> you have to, like, hold everything down when the train goes past. <laughs> this kid is making me anxious.
The reason why we leave the skin of a banana when eating it is that we do not know what tomorrow brings. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about being supportive. And we have the absolute pleasure of having two incredibly supportive guests. It's our first twofer. So <laughs> I'm quite excited about that. Dynamic duo. The dy- yeah. T squared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was thinking as I've been thinking about this. So we have my good friend Tarka and my friend Tommy, who is a different Tommy to last week's Tommy. We know so many Tommies. Too many Tommies, but they're all great. But yeah, so hi guys. Hello. Hi. It's nice to be here for supportive, you know, for to pick a topic. Yeah, that would be the one. It's quite flattering. Yeah, thank you so, so much for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for thinking of us. Aww. Katie, do you want to hit us off with the definition? I do, <laughs> absolutely do. So supportive, that which brings strength by assistance, belief or tolerance, providing sustenance or resources, sustaining. The dictionary definition has a way of really <laughs> putting a heavy stamp on the, on the topic. So... <laughs> You said you had a story about Tommy that I'd never heard. Oh, <laughs> so, so I've been sitting sitting here waiting for that. Sort of an illustrative thing about how even people who don't really know Tommy seem to see this in him <laughs> is in the fact that over the weekend we took an Uber uh-huh. with some friends and Tommy's wife back to Tommy's house and we got into the car. We're in the back just, you know, like living life and the Uber driver, well, firstly... Tommy just invested early on <laughs> in this Uber driver's life. He was just like, hey, how's it going? I knew his name straight away. Yeah. And he was surprised that I knew his name. But the name's on there. Yeah, that's Well, I know that. But yeah, you I used know it. That. But his name was Kenneth. Aww. Which is, sounds ridiculous, but reminds me of uh, one of the cashier men at Iceland opposite our house. <laughs> so, so it reminded me of him. And I was like, oh, Kenneth, I remember. I was, I was the fact you know the name of the cashier at your local supermarket. I know. Well, it just shows how regular I get fruit juice from Iceland, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he got in and he's just like, Kenneth, how are you doing tonight? What's been happening? Have you been? Who have you been picking up? Has it been? A, and like, really got invested in Kenneth's life. Kenneth just went all in straight back, and he's just kind of like, Do you know what? Um, I see something in you. Is <laughs> this something about you? You know who you remind me of? David Beckham. Wow. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we were all just like, David Beckham. It's like, yeah. That's like, I wish. Because it's like, what was his reasons for saying you were like David Beckham? Like, you're a good guy. Yeah. You're like there. I think for he people. sort of painted him as sort of some philanthropist or something. Yeah, you're always like giving of yourself. Wow. Um, I was hoping that you would say, you know, I'm great at set pieces and really good free kick take or something. Kenneth didn't know that much. I should have made that gag with him at the time and thinking about it. Never mind. But he was just very much like, I could see into this guy's soul, it wow. seems. Um, and David Beckham's. And, <laughs> and then he was just like, but then what I didn't realise is that after, because I didn't know this, because after he dropped us off and then he dropped Tommy and Becca off. He sat in the car and asked Tommy and Becca for advice on, like, Uber. Yeah, which is rather odd. <laughs> you know, Tommy was so supportive. He seemed to think that I was an expert in, in all things Uber. So you'd paid by this point, you were done with the Yeah, the journey, we were literally and he in, was the, just like, we were hey, in the Tommy. parking bay outside the flat. Okay. And I think he was quite apprehensive because he'd been in the job eight days. And he'd said quite a few times, I've been in the job eight days. Oh. And he was... Sweating quite a lot when he was driving. <laughs> rather odd. Um, he was of a nervous disposition, wasn't he? he I think he just wanted to chat. Aww. And, well, I just... I think... I, I find this is the case for a lot of things, though. If you ask someone something about what they're interested in, it can just be... They can just go off on one, don't they? And they're just talk and talk and talk and talk about that thing. And that... Might have been what happened at that very instance. All I did initially was just say, hello, Kenneth. And he's like, oh, you know my name? Oh, 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 I'm not really supposed to talk to you. And then oh, I said, well, Kenneth. I don't mind you talking to us. I said us, but he didn't. He just talked to me. Because Tommy. Or AKA oh. David Beckham. 
but it, I just felt also that was an odd comparison, David Beckham. Yeah, I'd say more along the lines of careful now. Baloo. What from the jungle? From the jungle. <laughs> A friendly companion oh. to guide you through. Who <laughs> doesn't exist in real life? He does. He exists in my heart. Oh, I see. Tarka, how do you find it easy to be supportive? I think what we were talking about before is that maybe at the onset you don't you don't especially set out to be supportive Mm. but just kind of jumping on what Tommy said when you start talking to people about what they're interested in or when you show someone that you've picked up on some little nuance that maybe means a lot to them but they're either trying to hide or they're not too comfortable or too sure how to bring it out or, or how to deal with it when you open that door for them to to pour out whatever they want to say or what's on their mind, I think you feed off of that energy of someone being genuine, of somebody really talking to you. You know, you can tell when someone's really invested in the conversation, even if it's small talk. And I think that kind of spurs you on to to talk more or to, I guess, position yourself to be supportive because... You start hearing things that that seem more personable. I think maybe that might just be me as well, wanting to... I'm not so much of a small chat person. I like mm. to get Dirty. in. Yeah, and even if it's, you know, just a quick deep dip, or if it's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I always the think creepiest about it, like, way oh, yeah, you can say awful. it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it sounds awful. But, like, I don't know, just even if it's something quick or I, now this just all sounds inappropriate but basically I like talking to people and really listening and being there in that moment I think people have interesting things to say and you never really have the same day with even you know a friend of 20 years so people always bring up interesting stuff you want to hear and support them through or talk through or laugh through or whatever I would say for me personally it's easier to support someone who you have a lot in common with mm-hmm Whereas, particularly with my job, I have to support a lot of people who I have absolutely nothing in common with at all. And actually, I find that process very draining because you're having to think constantly, what's it like to be in their position? What are they feeling? You're having to feel that empathy. Whereas if, you've, if you're being, trying to be supportive for a friend, I think that process of empathy is a lot more natural. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you share your life with them anyway. So you may have been involved with an event that they've been involved with anyway. So the whole kind of, I know how you feel, is actually a lot closer to you. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I, I actually feel like whatever somebody is feeling, I, I think I'm connecting with that rather than whether I know somebody yeah. more yeah. or whether I've just met someone. Because it's a lot like Shakespeare. I mean those are such you can those stories translate very well across the globe across cultures because they're about very simple things most people go through whether it's jealousy anger sadness loss Mm. and I think I'm connecting more with where somebody is even if I don't exactly know what it is to lose at this level I know what it is to kind of have heartbreak on this level or I know what it is to have hope for something maybe seems out of reach and so I'm connecting with that and just saying well you're just another person who feels the same way that I do or have felt the same way I have I like the Shakespeare analogy there yeah we went went in for one there I was like where's this going this is great but it works (laughs) (laughs) we deeped it we won't ever say that again (laughs) so one of the ideas here is that you know if the premise of the the whole podcast has been that we're Katie and I are trying to practice some of these attributes so that we can, you know, get them and become the perfect woman. And for this particular episode, we thought, do you know what? Why don't we try and practice it together? Live practice. Live practice. Oof. We're going to practice in situ being supportive. So I put out a call on Facebook. For, <laughs> for some people who had problems or people who wanted advice 
on particular issues. I also took a few audio problems that from people that we met. So we've got a few problems that I thought we could try and discuss and see if we could help people with them. So without further ado, some of these are anonymous and some of them, I think the ones from Facebook, those people don't mind mm-hmm. if they're... So should given, I... Given their consent. Given their consent. consent. So should I kick off with our first audio problem? Go for it. So normally I um, stay up really late because I can't sleep. I don't seem to know what the problem is. So I was wondering if I can get some advice on um, getting a good night's sleep because I wake up really early for work. It's a nice jazz piano. <laughs> yeah, I can't That might help. So I've got a lot of thoughts on this particular problem. But so I know where this is going. <laughs> and before we hear about F was sleep hygiene routine, would anyone else like to chip in? I suppose immediately in my mind I think about what's what diet have you got? What do you eat? Mm. What how much do you drink of any you know, caffeine or alcohol? When do you drink it? Or is that not the issue, but the issue or issues? I sound just like a flipping social worker. <laughs> Can't get rid of my day job. So what are there other issues or substantial issues that are actually the main issue, but that is just a, a manifestation of those issues that you can't sleep? Mm. So, so, in, so in, in a way, I'm not answering the question at all. I'm just asking, asking for the questions. Yeah. We should have done live therapy. We could. Live chat. Really so, okay, so you'd say that you'd want a bit more information from our... I don't even know what we're calling Client. these people. Our clients. Service, <laughs> service user. Case, case studies. Case studies. Case studies study. yeah. study. 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 oh, Our friend here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we'd want a bit more from them. I don't know. What do you think, mm. I mean, I think it can be easy to, to overthink. I think that's where I'm starting, where we go through our day thinking, making decisions. You know, your brain is switched on. And um, it could be anything. And not saying that if it's an important problem that you should ignore it but I would probably say bedtime is a really good time to switch off to actively disengage you know put away anything that'll make you think put away anything that won't stimulate you no emails don't look at screens don't try and reach out to a friend this and is uh, a wonderful segue. <laughs> <laughs> I I said, oh, you're giving her yeah, everything. You're, you're, you're setting her up. Well, actually, I think that's, that's, that's I think that's a really good. Mm. It was Effa who erased it with me initially, but I think mm. you nailed it with the screen. Yeah, I think anything that's <laughs> gonna switch you back on, just turn it off. Because yeah, it could be anything. Instead of trying to think of, you know, the ninety-nine problems that that you've got and which one is weighing heaviest on you at the moment, just turn off and sleep and okay this is one of the few things in the world which i have <laughs> actually now if you're gonna say this is one of the few things i have an opinion about no i was gonna say a theory <laughs> oh. and then that but then like, I, I, I don't people, know about that. i thought you were gonna say authority <laughs> yeah, no, people listening to this podcast will be like every week you give us a theory <laughs> you and your theories but I do. One of the many things you have a theory on. So I had a thing where I was struggling to get to sleep, struggling to wake up. So I came up with a sleep hygiene routine. I was evangelical about it, tried to get other people on board with it. This is true. This was true. I tried to get Tommy on board with didn't, it. Didn't. He, but I wasn't suffering from sleep loss, yeah. so it didn't really matter. Tommy tapped out at like stage one. So there's, there's a few things. The first thing you need to do is that you need to have a routine and that you go to sleep at the same time every night. Okay. That's hard, isn't it? Which is very hard. The second bit thing, which is where Tommy told me that I... I remember this, we were in our kitchen and you were just kind of like, no, no, I won't be doing this. (laughs) And I said, you have to wake up at the exact same time. (laughs) Can you imagine? Every day, including weekends. yeah. I mean, that's a game changer, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, if you're going I'm on the Shakespeare theory of a universal theme that bypasses cultures, <laughs> that is one of them right there, isn't it? I just, a light, no lie in, you like, get the boss. Yeah, I said this to Tommy, and it was like a Saturday morning, and he like pulled out his phone and showed me like a video of. Oh, yeah. um, it was the Lurpak advert. The Lurpak. Oh, if you ever go onto YouTube. Oh, I love that advert. <laughs> watch the Lurpak advert. Because it epitomises the. The whole idea of brunch. Yeah, like, you know, waking oh, up late, oh, having a one... And he was just like, yeah, this is the <laughs> reason. <laughs> Do you know, the funny thing was, I'd forgotten that I'd even 
brought that up at the time, but subconsciously I started thinking of that <laughs> whilst you were telling the story. Yeah, he was just like, this is the reason I won't be getting involved <laughs> in this. Okay. So there's that, you wake up at the That's same true. time. Can we put the link on the... Yeah, on the I'll phone? put the link on the web, uh, on the blog so that everybody can fully experience there are, this. Other butters are available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Butter is not specifically endorsed <laughs> yeah. by Just Ten Things. The the other thing where I lost a lot of people is that at least half an hour before you go to sleep, you put down all devices and you disengage from all screens. I highly advise you switching that with number two. <laughs> if you switch it to number two, I think people do might, people be, might be bored. And then um then you have to make sure that you like so these are some optional ones have a warm bath before bed a warm milky drink warm because it reduces <laughs> this is where you've lost me if you raise your temperature just before bed it it helps aid to bring sleep on i don't enjoy baths okay why well, am i just or, sat there or a shower, in a shower. <laughs> you don't have to have a bath you can mm. have a shower and then a warm milky drink is also a good thing and then the the last thing and this was an addition by um, my friend Phil, is that after you've gone to sleep, you've had a good night's sleep, you wake up in the morning, and the first thing you do, before you do anything else, say anything else, you sit up and you just say, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Phil. How would we we concisely summarise that to our friend who's just given us that dilemma then? I would say, listen back to that whole <laughs> thing. Listen to sleep routine. Well, listen to the podcast. Take steps to disengage with the day's, yeah. the day's rush. The and then possibly try F was painted four-step yeah. routine. Yes. Also, the other thing that you didn't mention in that four-step, so I think personally it's quite useful, is a bit of exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's a bit of exercise true. and then... What, before bed? Yeah. 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 So this, and if you yeah. do engage with this routine, listener... Let us know. Said listener. <laughs> and tell us how it goes. Yeah, I think I think we nailed that. I think we've given some good, solid Tickled, advice. Yeah. Tickled. How pleased were you when she came out with that? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is. I have some well, advice. I can't. Okay. Katie. Oh, right. Take... We're taking to Facebook now. <laughs> Multi-platform. Okay. Clara says, I can't stop eating chocolate. It's expensive and it's making me fat. I would be grateful for any advice you could offer. I've got to stop asking questions to that. <laughs> <laughs> what question would you ask, Clara? Well, I'm in I'm in a similar position to Clara, so maybe I'll be able to... How much to are you eating? Chocolate every day. Yeah, but how much? A good few hundred grams of chocolate. <laughs> so is it the taste? <laughs> it's what do for a living, isn't it? So it's like professionally nosy. Is it the taste that you quite like? Yeah. Is it sweet? Okay, well, I could, you could think of alternatives to I think it's sweeten. a combination, though. It's like, it's a comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It's like the, the best food you can get. Yeah. Ever. We won't be shrugging at that. <laughs> that is fact. And I think as well, well, personally, and I can't speak for Clara, and I imagine I don't, I don't drink tea or coffee, so I don't um, have like don't a have caffeine other stimulant. Right. Or, yeah, another vice. So chocolate is my thing. But I don't want to overtake... I know Clara. I went to university with Clara. I lived with her at university, and she she is a tea drinker. But I think one of her things is that, if I remember rightly, from when we were at university, Clara enjoyed her chocolate with her tea. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so possibly Clara considering reducing tea consumption, so that you don't have that mental link between breaking the habits mm-hmm. around. Yeah. So that would be my piece of advice. Mine is just really hardcore because. <laughs> So I don't know how... Is yours quitting sugar? No, no, it's not. It's a real honest look at some of the things I've told myself to get myself... I have a ridiculous sweet tooth. I don't... I'll, I'll, you know, one step further. I don't even... I eat chocolate, but to me, that's not the best. Caramel is just pure sugar. It's just burned sugar. That, to Mm. me, is, is the best thing ever. And so what I've done... I don't know how supportive this may be. It just may be harsh, but if I'm in the store and I'm looking at something I really want, I look at it and I tell myself, you don't need this. You just want it. And I'll look at it and say, you know, I'm not, this is not the last time that I will not have it, but 
I don't need that right now. And maybe I'll do that every two out of three times, maybe three out of six times. And then I'm kind of, maybe it is a mental association, just kind of breaking myself and being like, all right, I'll, I'll have this as a comfort. It'll still be something that's quite luxurious, but maybe not as much as I want to. Re-establishing it. it as a treat. Yes. That's, yes. yes. that's good. It reminds me a bit of, um, it used to be a, substance misuse social workers used to do a lot of people who had quite heavy addictions to quite heavy drugs so a lot of a-class drugs and in a way it's like you could be addicted to chocolate as you much could caffeine or nicotine or whatever and I'd always say to the the client where are you you know so there's a theory called the cycle of change which I just seamlessly loaded up on my mobile but and I'd ask I'd ask this (laughs) Clara Clara Sorry, apologies. I, and I'd ask her where she was on that cycle. Did you know? Was that statement like, "I, I want to change tonight and tomorrow. It's the stop, or is it something I've thought of, and I just need to get round to that position of wanting to stop?" Where was she, and try and work with her from that. I think, but just from a purely practical level, I just try and find a replacement for chocolate, mm. something that you could get that comfort from as you said mm-hmm. you maybe get that flavour from it was a bit healthier what about a smoothie mm-hmm. my mum tried to convince me once yogurt she read it somewhere maybe. that if you put a banana in the freezer uh, yeah. it tastes <laughs> exactly <laughs> like white chocolate she gets a few shouts out of the hour Vicky doesn't she yeah she does have you tried that because I've I've tried it I mean it doesn't <laughs> But I will tell you what does taste like chocolate. I'm so glad you just said substitutes that taste like it. Carob. Carob is a, it's, it's like derived from vegetables or from plants. And I kid you not, it tastes exactly like chocolate. Exactly. Where do I get this? I've seen it at Whole Foods. Try like Organic Planet maybe, because that an organic shop is actually the best place to get it. Okay. So try maybe even some other local organic shops that may have to do reviews. Carob, it's amazing. The other, th- the other thought I had in relation to our listener's dilemma was that she said she's getting fat. But I just said, well, why do you have to stop eating chocolate? Maybe just do exercise? To, and then, then you yeah. eat your chocolate, but that counters that worry, which was the end statement of, I feel fat. Mm. Well, who says you actually point. have to stop chocolate at all if, 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 if it's part of a balanced diet? Interesting. Mm. So we've given Clara a lot to think about. I've got another audio problem for us to listen to, and let's see if we can give this person a little bit of our help. The man upstairs snores, and I don't know what to do about it. Alrighty. Are we allowed to say who it is? Yeah. Okay, so that was Iona from episode one. I recognise her voice. I feel like Iona, take your own advice. Go out there and tell him to stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although we could give her some advice as to how to approach it, because I think it's a hard one. Because if... Right. You must be snoring really loud. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, if our next door neighbour was snoring and it was keeping you awake, Katie, would you go and say something to him? No, but I'm not Iona. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I feel like she's got it in her. Well, Iona's certainly got it in her. Yeah. But I don't know how we would... How, what you, how would you phrase it? I would probably do something like buy some snoring patches. You know those things that open your yes. nostrils and go up and be like... What <laughs> <laughs> give them to it. I brought you something. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speak loud in words. Exactly, but like make a cake or something as well. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Like, I'm so sorry. Really hate to inconvenience you. I mean, who am I kidding? I wouldn't tell them. <laughs> I buy some earplugs. Yeah. But, ooh, well, I'm. If if I were to tell them, I never thought of this whole cake thing, but that would be really nice. Maybe take them some baked goods and just say, it, well, depending on how often it happens. Just say, you know, um, sometimes I'm sleeping and I can actually hear, you know, I can actually hear a bit of snoring and I just, I guess, wow, that actually doesn't, that that just ends there, doesn't it? Because I 
I thought, what I was thinking was, oh, well, it would start a conversation of just, you know, nighttime. Sometimes I wake up, you know, a bit early. But it's, I think I'm thinking more of engaging in conversation. But if someone just says, well, so, or tough, or... Well, I the thing know. is, as well, I, th- I suppose the thing about snoring is it's not within someone's control. Mm. Like, if it was someone banging their pots or, like, playing really loud music, mm. you've got some kind of behaviour that they're capable mm. of changing, whereas snoring is... A bit more. It's tricky. Tricky, tricky. Well, on that then, I mean, I feel like I've always grown up with noise, so I find it difficult to sleep without noise. So get over it, Iona. (laughs) Well, in a much nicer way, what I would have said. So supportive. What I would have said, honestly, would be yeah, you know, if it's something if it's something that you can get used to, that's one thing. You know, if it's if someone starts drilling in the middle of the street in the middle of the night, that's not a sound I don't think you need to get used to or something you can acclimate to. So I would say maybe make it part of your nighttime routine. <laughs> <laughs> just just know that he's all right up there and, and you're fine and everyone can sleep. So Iona, what I'd say is, have you tried earplugs yourself? You might find that too intrusive. Yeah, because you, that, you, that might solve the problem, but then that might inconvenience you and that might feel weird. But equally, you might put them in, you might not even notice them in your sleep, and then you don't even hear the snoring, and then that's dilemma dealt with. That is true. Okay, great. Kate, do you want to bring another from... Another friend of the show. Another friend of the show. James from Spontaneity Week. This makes us look like we only have ten friends between us. <laughs> yeah, actually it does. Um, James says... Is it impossible to love another if I do not have compassion for myself? Just James to... <laughs> James is really... He's deep dipping. Mm. <laughs> Can you say that one again? Is it impossible to love another if I do not have compassion for myself? No. Done. Okay, next one. Because <laughs> cause he's gone... Love and compassion aren't necessarily the same thing. Okay. So he's, mm-hmm. you can't compare the two because mm-hmm. they're not... I, they're not the same thing. I would say that one comes from the other, personally. Oh, yeah, okay. I agree. In what sense? I would say compassion yeah, comes, comes from, from love. love. Yeah. So you have, but you have to be able to love yourself before you can. Yeah. So if he'd said, "Can I love someone else if I don't love myself?" Then you think. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not trying to dissect the, the dissect the argument and say it's like nullified because I get what he's trying to say. Can effectively, can I love someone else if I don't love myself? Yes, but I think it would be to what extent, I think, I don't know. I think yeah. it would be hard. Yeah, it would be hard, but I think you could, but for to, to what extent, I don't know. Yeah, I agree, because I think sometimes we find it easier to do for others than we do for ourselves. And I think this is a great example of something you can have for others. You know, you genuinely love your friends, you genuinely love those in your life who, you know, mean a lot to you, and I think it can be easier to be more loving you know through action through words through support through whatever with them sometimes than we are with ourselves but then there if you struggle to do that with yourself then eventually you'll have those limitations as well with those Mm. people in your lives but I think sometimes it's easier to step out of ourselves and approach what we want to give ourselves but find it hard to and give that to others. Yeah, I think it's true because, like, there's often that advice that people give you mm. when, like, you know, talk to yourself as if you were your best friend because yeah. actually our own self-talk can be a mm. lot worse yeah. to ourselves oh, than we yeah, would, yeah. would be to somebody else. Mm. So actually, it's almost like if you take, you consider that love that you give to other people and you think, well, if this is how I would treat another person in this situation, if I would be understanding, if I'd cut them this level of slack, then I need to be doing, able to do that for myself yeah, exactly. as well. And if it's hard to do that, the other piece of advice I heard once was, you know, like when you're really struggling to love yourself, is to treat yourself like a, a toddler, put yourself to bed on time, feed yourself good things, talk kindly to yourself. Imagine that you are you know, like a two-year-old. Mm. Some of the stuff you do to yourself, you wouldn't mm. do mm. if you, you yeah. were a two-year-old. That's my advice, James. Treat yourself like a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's saying something that is disconcertingly universal, I would say. I think so many people would think that, wouldn't they? 
to support someone I don't think is as hard I think you can support someone I would try and mirror what they're what they're absent in their own life okay because then you could model to them what you what you, what you can do what love could be and then that person could in theory say well look they're they're modeling they're showing what loving someone is like if they can do it therefore it is obtainable it's not an inobtainable dream it is something that can be done and then you could start getting into well, why am I feeling like that what's causing that can I get to the root of those issues and then start to build myself up to start to love myself again perhaps mm. that's a very shiny polished theoretical answer but I don't even know if that would ever work but I think that's where my mind goes with it anyway Okay, so I've got one more, another friend of the show, so this is actually quite bad, it does look like we only have ten friends, but, okay, let's have a listen. So I recently got married, and, um, you know, getting to know one another, but basically I've discovered that my husband's got a habit that's one of my, the worst, worst <laughs> things, the, one of the things that I hate. And I have to tell him all the time about it. And my problem is, will I have to put up with this for the rest of my life? And this thing is, I really am quite particular when people are eating food. Oh. I don't really like to hear it. I don't want to see it. I hate it when people eat with their mouth open. You know, that kind of sound like that. So. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> Tommy, if you were if you were that lady's husband, I know. What, you know, what, would, How, you, what advice would you give to that lady? Tucker, what would you say? <laughs> Should we clarify for the sake of the listeners? <laughs> yeah, so that was friend of the show Becca from Honesty Week. Honesty Week, who also, fun fact, is Tommy's wife. This is true, yeah. <laughs> She's kept that so quiet, she never even gave it. She didn't give anything away, actually. She's done very well there. So, in terms of advice for Becca, of how... I mean, one thing that you can do is obviously record yourself airing that problem and broadcast it on a podcast on which your husband is a guest. That is <laughs> one way. That's one option. That's yeah. one way of really <laughs> dealing with that particular issue. <laughs> But <laughs> is there any other advice we could give to Becca about this particular issue? It's very hard to do so with Tommy right opposite. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't notice I, at dinner though, and I'm really sensitive to that. Well, so I, I have to say better. that I think so. Uh, Becca raised it with me. I didn't even know I was doing it. It was just a bad habit, I suppose. And I, I said, every time I do it, just tell me. And basically, my my rationale was. I'll eventually learn. Rather than viewing it as the bad habit, it's just a habit. Mm. It could be anything. I mean, I could retort and, you know, suggest, you know, one to return the favour to my wonderful wife, but I, <laughs> I won't stoop as low. <laughs> but it's about, again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So it's how you say, you've done it again, can mm. you... And the more times, so am I, if if this was a theoretical scenario and it mm. didn't involve anyone, any guests of the show, <laughs> I, I think I would say very similar to Iona's. Just honesty is the best policy, but you know, bear in mind it's a habit, and just say you're doing it again. Can you? I'm doing this because it annoys me, and I don't want it to to blow up and. Mm. sort of corrode our relationship long term mm. doing it and doing it and that's actually what she does and that's good that it's been recorded that we have impartial evidence that it's working yeah mm. so because I do like that is one thing I really my parents were very strict with us growing up shut your mouth while you're eating and then mm. so when they called it splashing. I don't know if anyone else. Don't splash. And so I, I'm very sensitive to splashing. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't splash. <laughs> and I didn't notice, Tommy. So maybe maybe Becca's honesty as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you being a I very see, supportive yeah, husband. I see what you've done yeah, there. Yeah. There you go. You know, I think there is something to be said. I, I don't know if it was in the 
um, dictionary definition, but I think support is consistent or it, it can be long term. Support doesn't have to just be a one off thing. Mm. And I think that's a great a great thing that kind of shows that you're supportive of one another where there's a, a, a constant, you know, just every time, tell me, it, it takes patience, it takes time sometimes to be supportive. And it just made me think actually when you said supportive is not a short term thing. Was on the uh, on the overground on the way here, I saw an advert for a bra that was, that was considered, <laughs> considered supportive, you know, so you, I just thought, you know, that bra is probably not a one-off level of support. <laughs> Yeah, and certainly for, not for that said lady yeah. on that model. Yeah, or or, or you know the, the, the eight-hour support bras or whatnot. That's that's something that's or, advertised. Or you know? the support structure that keeps this house together is not a one-off support. It's consistent. Yeah. yeah. Well, the dictionary definition actually does say providing sustenance or resources, sustaining. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think so that's the thing. It's like trying to build relationships with people where you can provide that support consistently over time, mm. which is. I think it is an important thing. This is one of the few kind of attributes which I've heard and been like, yeah, I think this is one that people need. Like, I think we should all try and cultivate it. Being supportive. Being supportive, not just this mythical um, perfect woman, but actually if we're looking for ways as humans yeah. to kind of hold yeah. each other up consistently, Definitely. it would lead to just a better place for us all. Well, T squared, double T. <laughs> You guys have been um, excellent. You've yeah. been supportive. Uh, Very supportive. And good job, really. I think uh, yeah. there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure actually today. Yeah, yeah. It's, it can be Am I supportive? But I think it's can I be good. supportive when it matters? Yeah, and I think you have. <laughs> you have been turned up for the podcast. You turned up, which was a real support to us. You've made it so that we had a real good chance to practice this attribute and really. Get it knocked down. Never so. been in agony art before. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. Yeah, this is, it's, it's really fun. Excellent. All right, well, thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Just 10 Things. Our email address is just10thingspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Just 10 Things or read more on the blog, just10things.com. Music by bensound.com.